Wow. Here we are, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Kyle George, and this is the very first episode of A Different Angle. I'm here with my partner. Brother, introduce yourself. My name is Rodney Harris, and I've been dreaming about doing this with Kyle for a very, very long time because, man, we have so much in common. Um, we haven't been friends in that close for that long, but, damn, it's in that short amount of time, it feels like he's been yeah. a brother to me. So we have a lot more in common than what we actually think. And I tell you, man, we talk about some deep things. <laughs> it's true. It's and, true. And I wish that sometimes we just hit the record button. But now we actually have the opportunity to turn a little red light on. Yeah, this is this is exciting. I think for me, at least the name, if, if we go into why or how this all came about, the name A Different Angle has been my baby for, oh God, I can't even tell you how many years, um, decade, if not like decade and a half now. And it was it was essentially supposed to be kind of what it is now except now we're we're doing a focus on mental health originally it was just talking about some of the topics that i felt like wasn't spoken about enough and now we have a chance to not only talk about that but to involve the mental health aspect of things too and uh i I love my brothers from the four corners of commentary which is a wrestling podcast that i've been doing for two years uh, two and a half years excuse me uh, but this, there's something. There was something special about this, and and honestly, I don't think I could have did this with anybody else, brother. I really appreciate that, and just to give some insight and some background about me, me man, been around broadcasting since 2015. Always dreamed of being a sports broadcaster. That's kind of where I got my start, right? Um, being around football, basketball, baseball, play-by-play, color commentary, all that good stuff. But also a, a giant wrestling fan as well. Yeah, are you yeah. and the brothers at the four corners of commentary started my own wrestling podcast behind the barricade shout, shout out to out. those guys really really love those guys and that's coming back at the end of the month so I'm really excited Cheer. about it but for a long time Rodney has always wanted to dip his hands into and yes I have referred myself in the first <laughs> he does it all the time so folks. enjoy get used um, to it <laughs> Rodney always wanted to dip his hands into helping people in a very very positive way Absolutely. and giving people a platform where they can open up and really speak their mind um, so first off, I want to thank just a couple of people. Thank you to the staff and the people around us here at PRN Absolutely. Um, for just doing what they do every single day, um, making it easy for us to do get our job done so we can sit so we can take the time out to do this yep. and give you guys the content that we feel is necessary also to give you guys a platform where you can open up as well. And once of course, thank you to the CEO. El Presidente, <laughs> um, El Capitan. Um, he's, the the do, main, he's the dos eques man of PRN. <laughs> yes, the main man, Gary Knoll. He is the captain of the ship, and when we presented this to him, he said, go in there with an open mind, yep. give it a shot, and hey, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, but if it works, then it works. Absolutely. So thank you, Gary, for giving us the, the opportunity to even give this a try. Yeah. But... I feel that more now, more than ever, it is completely necessary to do a show like this and to let people speak. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think I think a couple other people that that we would be remiss to not mention are the people of our, of of each of our respective podcasts, uh, both behind the barricade and the four corners of commentary, to which where we've we've all spoken about mental health before. And that was kind of also the catalyst on pushing forward with this. So thank you guys. We love y'all. Um, and how can we not include our spouses? I mean, they believe in us all the time. They understand our potential. Let me not say understand. They 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 believe in our potential. And I think without their their support, uh, we wouldn't be able to to come together and really push this as much as we wanted to. So thank you guys. We love y'all. But yeah, man. A different angle is starting, brother. <laughs> yeah, man. Looking at things from a different angle, like we, as you said, the the idea for a different angle for your for you, yes, sir, came a long time ago. Yeah, you know, and just giving some a little background to that, you already had that mindset of thinking, not saying outside the box, mm-hmm. but looking at things in a different way. Yeah, that society would per se that is deemed acceptable, right, or Let's not talk about that. Right, That's right. too sensitive. 
well, we're not trying to be woke or sen- sensitive here. We're, we're trying to give you the opportunity to look at things from a different angle. Yeah, so exactly. That's what makes it so cool. And the fact that you had this idea already and the fact that I thought about just diving in. I was in social work for a long mm-hmm. time. And just diving into helping people, man, I think this is a match made in heaven. I'm, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited. for sure. Me too. Um, this, Like I said, if if – Nothing more. This needs. This should be a platform for everyone, like you mentioned earlier. This is a platform for everyone and anyone to come and speak. Uh, and we do have plans coming in the future. We're explaining all of that, kind of how the scheduling might work a little later. But yeah, this is. I'm. I'm. I'm literally shaking. Like right now, like my arms are shaking. I'm getting goosebumps. I'm overheating. Like I'm excited. I'm just very excited. I need to drink my water real quick. But yeah, man, this is gonna be good. What are you saying, bad boys? Too Woosa? Woosa. Woosa. <laughs> we go to anger management. It's Goosefraba. <laughs> but you know, it, it, the nerves are the normal. Yeah, the yeah. normal. This is something new. You know, this is not the first time we've been in the studio. And true. But this is the first time we're actually going to be in a studio talking about something. It's not something we just want to talk about, but something that's like, wow. We actually get to not only tell our story, but to talk to so many great people that we have lined up. Absolutely. That's going to talk. That's going to hit you in many different ways. It's going to hit you in the feels, folks. So buckle up. For sure. You know, just to give you guys a little bit of a taste, we're going to talk about the the world of suicide here Mm -hmm. and how it affects men and women and children of today. We're going to yeah. talk about men's mental health. We're going to talk about women's mental health. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk. We're going to talk about these things. We're really going to deep dive. Yeah. And it's not going to just come from me and myself and Kyle. It's going to come from professionals, PhDs, people that has mastered this field. Yes. So I'm so excited to see. Yeah. Oh what man. Comes, man, it's going to so be excited. so much fun. And I want I want everybody who's listening to understand. Are we doing this for fun? Yes, absolutely. Are we doing this to make an impact? That's what, that's what, that's the bigger um, motion for us is to make an impact. And the thing is that it might not make an impact for you today. It might not make an impact for you tomorrow. But somewhere down the road, somebody's words are going to hit. And we hope that it pushes you to do more positive, to think more positive, to reevaluate your life in a different light as I know that both of us have had to do within this last year. I guess we can, uh, some of our story a little bit. 35, from Queens, New York, born in Brooklyn. I'm raising a beautiful eight-year-old baby girl. I have a wonderful woman by my side, great friends. I can definitely say that. But I think my upbringing was much different than others. I've been told that I was spoiled growing up, and that wasn't because I got everything I wanted, but because I lived a different lifestyle than others did. I didn't grow up in the projects. I didn't grow up, you know, having to deal with gang violence all the time or the constant harassment of cops or that back. And that's back when stop and frisk was like super heavy in New York City. I I didn't really have to deal with that often. So my views on the world is very much different than others that I've known uh, that I know. My mom, my mom, shout out to mom. She's raised me. Her and my sister have raised me to look at things different. I'm I'm a person where <laughs> even when we talk about serious conversations, I have to make a joke somewhere. Uh, it's very hard for me to stay serious sometimes. But I think that's, number one, a defense mechanism, which we can get into a later episode. Oh, yeah. Because uh, there's, there's a whole process. But there's also... There's something about making a joke with some of these heavy situations, and and it does kind of lighten up the mood because because it is hard to talk about some things, and not that we're making fun of uh, whatever the situation might be, but it makes things easier. It, it's a good way to have people open up and be honest with not only you but themselves. So for me, man, growing up. Growing up was fun. I had a lot of opportunities. I've done a lot of different things that I don't think anybody or many people can say that they've done. My adulthood was a little different. Been through a lot, lots of ups and downs, as we all have. Uh, but like I said, man, if it wasn't for these stories and 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 my experiences, I wouldn't be here. So, 
I'm very thankful for everything, uh, whether it was good or bad or indifferent. Uh, what about you, Rod? Man, well, first off, thank you. Thank you for that, man. Thank you for sharing your story. And thank you for having the courage to do so um, because it's not easy. Yeah. It's not easy to talk about things that you've been through in your life that may have affected you negative, um, and negatively, may have affected you even positively. Right. Some people have a hard time even speaking positive about themselves. We'll get into that down the road, too. Yeah, we will. You know, um, but he, my story begins in Queens, yep. just like yours. You know, um, born, born in Queens, bounced around my entire life from Brooklyn to Queens, back and forth. Um, product of two parents. Um, I'm one of seven. So I'm product of two parents, Jeez. both from the project. So Roosevelt Houses off of Marcus Garvey Boulevard. Mm-hmm. Shout out to you guys and the story of houses. We love we all we all know and love uh, a good old story, right? Yep, so yeah, um, my parents were two two individuals that grew up project life. My my dad was raised by his mom. My mom had both her parents in the house. She was thankful to have that at the yeah. time, and we're a little bit of a blended family, you know. I was the firstborn out of my parents being together. My mom brought three kids to the situation. My dad brought one. And then came me and my two little sisters. So in that aspect, I was always the baby of the bunch for a little while up until 1999. And that's when I really needed to take that next step of how to be independent, how to be not only just be a young man in America, but being a young black man in America was something that was taught to me at a very early age. I've had some really rough encounters in my entire life. Well, we'll get we'll get into all of them. I don't think I have enough tape on this recording to do to tell you the things that I've been through. But just um, I've been into some things through every single piece of walk of life you can think of, and just being that young man who now is a father, yes. raising a two year old, who mm-hmm. now has a wife and, and my own family of my own. I'm starting to see the things that my parents saw that they taught me. And I'm starting to implement those things. Yeah. And um, it's it's not easy. But I can tell you I learned a lot. And the cool part about being one of seven, I had five sisters. Yep. My brother never lived with me, and my dad worked nights. So I was surrounded and raised by women my entire – even the little ones taught me things that mm-hmm. I didn't even know. So I had the pleasure of learning firsthand about women before some of my friends learned about women. And I kind of got a jump start on that. Yeah. And also trying to learn how to be a young man and control my hormones, mm-hmm. control things about myself that I couldn't go to my mom and talk about because it was just uncomfortable. Right. I could have talked about it with my sisters. Who wants to talk about that with their sisters? Right. My dad, it's hard to, hard to open up to my dad. He's a big, brawly guy. I don't know if you're going to break my neck or sit me down yep. and pat me on the yep. back and say, good job, kid. <laughs> right. You know? uh, so sometimes it was very scary. So... Those are all they just a taste of some things I've dealt with, and I want to just lay this out here because it was one of the hardest things I had to deal with in my entire life. I still battle it to this day. Is other than my weight, and <laughs> food addiction, all that stuff. Um, you said it. No, but, it's, not there. <laughs> but it's, it's true. Form, no, it's right? true. You're right. Um, I would say the biggest thing is self love. Yes. And yes. One thing I've always told myself: I wake up every morning telling myself. It's not selfish to love myself. Absolutely. And I had to teach myself that. So sometimes when you like you don't want to go get that haircut or you don't want to buy yourself new clothes because you feel like you don't got the money for it or you don't feel like really getting dressed today. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you don't even feel like rolling out of bed. Some, some days it's harder than others for people like me. But I'm pretty sure those who are listening, I'm not the only one. So, ladies and gentlemen, it's okay to love yourself. Yeah. It's okay. It's not selfish. Self-love is not selfish. Remember that. You, I, that's one key thing I wanted to add to my story today is because it's a big part of my life. And a lot of things that happened to me in my life is because lack of self-love, lack of self-awareness, lack of understanding who I am and how I'm built. Take that second to think about it. I don't open up, open up that can of worms. It's probably been sealed for 30 Who knows how long, years. right, right. Open it up, crack that seal, let that air expand. I'll go, you know, let it out and see what happens. And it, it's so interesting you talk about that because you're not the only person in this room that <laughs> struggles with that. You know? so, so that's always been a struggle of mine. And a lot of people don't understand it, to which is fine. 
you know, it, it's I, <laughs> I've been saying this a lot within last year is that not not everything is meant for everyone to understand. Uh, and that's OK. That's really OK, because sometimes all, with that, all you do is end up putting more of a burden on yourself because you try to understand so hard. My self-love has always been an issue. Also, luckily, I've, I've always had people who have lifted me up, not tear me down. For the most part, let's let's majority of the people in my life has always done that. And I appreciate that. And you were talking about family. How can I remiss? I have two half sisters, one from each side. And now I have <laughs> I have a two year old brother uh, on my dad's side. So that's I was the baby until two years ago. Um, even with my bigger family, uh, you know, on on both sides, I, I just an expanded family. But. It just so happens that one side of the family is closer than the other. And no offense to either side, but I, I, the side that has that camaraderie or we keep in contact a lot more, like there's something special. And once again, it's the way we all kind of grew up. It, it was different yet the same. Uh, like my mom grew up in the projects. You know, uh, my dad came from Puerto Rico, came over here. I think he was three with him, his older brother and my grandmother. Um, so, but he's essentially, he's a New Yorker and there was a lot, there's a lot of different stories separated when I was 10. Uh, so I have both backgrounds of having that united family and then having that family separated for long periods of time. So there's something special about having all of these different types of families. You know, you said you were one of seven, which is incredible in itself. Uh, my grandfather was one of and excuse me, mom, if I get this wrong, but I believe he was like either one of 13 or one of 16. Great, dad, great granddad was at work. Yo, he did far too much, <laughs> in my opinion. He, he was at Papa work. was a Rolling Stone for real. Uh, Not me to cut you off. My great grandfather had kids all around the world. <laughs> Why is it that our great grandparents? <laughs> what is what was going on during that time? Well, think, well like, I, you know, it's funny. Think about it this way, right? Great grandparents is a little over 100 years ago, there was still a lot of stuff going on in the U.S. at that time. You know what I mean? So once things kind of, this isn't politically correct, so get used to it, but once things opened up, quote, end quote, excuse me, you know, people decided to, you know, jump around a little bit, get their Nick Cannon on. <laughs> Blending. <laughs> Blending, right. Blending. Right. <laughs> sure. uh, decided to figure out those seasons and spices, you know? But I know that I, listen, you know what I don't want listen, sixteen kids. Listen, um, with, with all due respect to anybody who has more listen, than multiple. To your point, <laughs> two. Or some whatever. people figured out that Tyrone knows how to season his chicken, <laughs> and then others found out that Kathy knows how to make potato salad. So it's true, you know, it, it, no raisins, no raisins whatsoever. <laughs> um, but you know, sometimes. It happened that way. No, it did. It did. That, that's so. It's funny. incredible. Our great grandpa, both our great grandparents, yeah. were bugging out. I will. I will never. I won't. I will never understand it. But thanks. <laughs> oh, yeah, thanks. thanks a lot. No, thank you for making me multicultural. Right. Exactly. It. Exactly. I got cousins in England. I got cousins in Canada. I got cousins in Australia. I got, Man, listen, I got people all around the world. I swear, I got somebody in every state, and it's ridiculous. My uncle Reggie was half Irish. That's cool. <laughs> he grew up in Jamaica. As a, I, he was lighter than our engineer Dylan. Jeez, shout and out to Dylan. Shout out to Dylan doing a great shout job. out. Always love you, buddy. But and he does. He, it was so funny seeing Uncle Reggie just seeing this tall, light skinned man with a Jamaican accent. But you could <laughs> tell that he was like white, and it was so funny to me as a kid. I'm like, why does he talk like that? But looks like that, right? Well, his mom was full Irish. Yeah, that's and crazy. It, my great grandfather was just. Out here living his best life. Um, ain't mad at him, hey, right? man. But hey, thank you for giving me somewhat of a family tree. I would say, and um, <laughs> somewhat, that's <laughs> definitely a family tree. That's uh, uh, like, that's the weeping willow of trees, like <laughs> a family tree. Over on everyone. Um, <laughs> but I'm not meaning not back to back to yeah. what you were saying. It's just the expansion of of the families and yeah. like how your great grandfather. That's so wild. Yeah, man. And it, it's it, honestly, I, I find it to be so special because my family and my family is so unique and it, it feels like everybody has done something that it that should be history making or should be in the history books. But it's quiet. And that's OK, because that 
because the family knows. The family knows what we've done. So now doing this, this is my opportunity to add to that legacy, to add to both legacies. I keep saying it, man. Maybe it's the first episode. I don't know. I'm just really excited for everything to come. I mean, there are so many topics that that we're going to touch on. There's so many people that we're going to talk to. We just we're going to have an amazing we have not going to excuse me we have such an amazing opportunity to to reach and touch some of these people and quite possibly change their lives and not only for them but for us but you know the cool part about what we do here at prn is you're surrounded by some great talented yeah individuals who have not only the accolades to back up their claims but the knowledge to study, the the experience, they're gonna be they're gonna be coming to the show too. Yeah. You know, like the BD Cohen Gretos, like the Peter Resnicks, like hey, hey. Dr. Peter Bregans. Yes, sir. Dr. Gary Knowles. You know, these people set tones yeah. throughout their life and changed lives based on the information that they were able to present through their studies, yeah. through through the work that they put in. So to have that at, available at our disposal. It's unreal. Absolutely. And I welcome them, every last one of them. For sure. Because everyone here at PRN has something to bring to the table. Yep. And I think it's time for somebody to start pushing them to the forefront and saying, hey, these are the voices you need to be listening yeah. to. Yeah. And I'm, I'm very excited to get to get them on and to have them explain and see what they can do. Right. Um, as far as speaking to us as young folk. and Even that, even hearing, sorry to cut you off, but even hearing some of their backstories, I mean, the ba- they have to be incredible. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we you know, you're 30, I'm 35. We've been on this planet for a little bit. We've seen some stuff. We've been through some stuff. But they've been here for longer. They've seen more and they've been through more. So to to listen to their stories and and to see how those affected their mental health, that's going to be interesting. How much doing radio has affected their mental health, whether it was positive or negative. You know, all, all of that is just so interesting. Speaking about radio, something I, I wanted, wanted to ask you, what was it that about radio that you fell in love with? I would say the detail. The understanding that people can't see it, so you have to put them there. And that's from a sports aspect. That's really, really, where it really began for me. You know, being in love with some of, I'm falling, being in love with broadcasting and falling in love, falling in love with some of, the, some of my favorite broadcasters of all time, let's just pick one, say Al Michael, who I read Al Michael's book and big fan of Al Michael's um, as, a, as an announcer. And I love his work and what he does how he puts you there on a television aspect, I would love to, I, amazing to me. Right. It's just mind-blowing how he's able to do that and have fun and just flow, let it roll, and have that chemistry with whoever's in the booth with him. It's amazing. And I love detail. I love paying attention to the little things. Um, those things, they excite me. They yeah. make so I don't mind busting out the telestrator and having to draw things out. Of right, right. Me too. You know, but to walk you through, walk you through, put you there, stepping away from sports, you can do that in everyday life. You know, we do it with wrestling. Yeah. With wrestling podcasts, people are not at the event when we do watch alongs. Mm-hmm. So we got to put them there. We got to put them in that event. We have to react to the to the to the punches, the kicks. The, the the big slams, the finisher, the signature moves, we have to react to those. Yeah. So it it like it's something that it's a feeling about it that you have to be passionate about. Um, you have to want to do it. Some people don't like listening to themselves. I was one of those people that could not stand my voice, <laughs> so I would record things and just not listen it listen to it. But the greatest advice I ever got, and I tell the story all the time. Back in 2017, I was in Los Angeles at the MLB Scouts event, and I got the chance to have a 20-minute conversation with Matt Vaskersian. Wow. Um, and for those of you who don't know who Matt Vaskersian is, he hosted a show on MLB Network and also was the voice of MLB The Show um, for years um, up until this year. Matt Vaskersian gave me the best advice anyone has ever given me. And I asked him a simple question. Being a wrestling fan, I asked him, 
What was it like to be a young broadcaster and work you get your first big national television feel at, in the XFL? Mm-hmm. Because he was XFL, XFL play-by-play guy. And he goes, it wasn't the XFL. To me, it was more of me getting the opportunity on that stage. Yeah. He told me he started in minor league baseball. And he hated listening to himself because he stunk. Mm. He goes, that's the beauty about you. You're young. So you get to make as many mistakes as possible. Yep. And you listen to yourself. And you go back. He goes, I go back to the being back at that time. He would go back to that day and listen to those old tapes he used to do. And he goes, wow, I stink. And he goes, it's okay to stink. Right. It's okay not to be good. But the greats don't become great without listening, without yeah. taking that time to hear themselves. So once he gave me that advice, I said, you know what? I should start listening back to my old broadcast. Tweak some things. Vocabulary got better. Mm-hmm. The way I pronounce myself, the way I sit up in a chair if I'm on camera, all of that stuff mattered. Yeah. Then I said, you know what? Me training myself isn't going to work. It's time to go to broadcasting school. Love what I did. Going to broadcasting school, I've met made many great friends. Many of them are in the business working in some tremendous opportunities um, all around the world, from yeah. news to sports to, to back behind the scenes, camera work, all that. Kudos to them, all great guys and gals. Had some great professors, had some great people that are on the air today mm-hmm. as we speak, um, teach me and show me. So, you know, I. I I have to say the passion for it, why I wanted to do it, detail. Yeah. Getting that detail in and all those little meticulous things about radio excites me. Broadcasting excites me. Yeah. I can never watch a game on mute. I can't watch the TV on mute because I got to hear it. Yeah. You got to hear that. it. Well, my question for you is broadcasting might not have been your first love, mm-hmm. but podcasting kind of transitioned. Where did you find your voice? To be a podcaster. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, man. Uh, so, <laughs> I didn't think I was going to talk about this so early. So, Well, it's your story. My, no, I know. It's I know, man. Story. It's crazy. So, when I was younger, when I was a kid, uh, if anybody remembers Windows 95, Windows Media Player had a bunch of different skins that we could use. Oh, yeah. And... There was one particular skin that looked like the older radio systems, sound systems that that decked on top of each other. Uh, and I used to record my own shows. I used to like pretend that I had my own radio station. And what I would do is I would play music and then cut out, you know, talk a little bit. And then when I was on the phone with friends, I would take the receiver and put it next to the microphone and they would, we would pretend like I was interviewing them, or they were part of my, they were my co-host or a special guest or something. As I got older, I got into music. I, was, I rapped for an extremely long time. I did hip hop. I was okay. I was all right. I had a couple bars. Um, but as I got older, I, I want to say my la- the last song I've, I ever did was about six years, seven years ago now. This is 2023. So between six and seven years ago. And something about music, I don't know if it was the love. No, it wasn't the love, because I've always loved music. I still, to this day. Something about the writing aspect of music, I don't don't know what it was, but it felt like a permanent roadblock. And I've always wanted to do a podcast, even doing music or something similar, because podcasting wasn't really called podcasting at the time. But once again, that's where a different angle came from. Just hearing all of my friends' different stories and some of the, truly some of the trauma and the, and the craziness that they've been through, it, 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 they make compelling stories. And I thought a different angle would have been the show to to bring that out. But because I was so nervous of doing it by myself, I always I, I never pulled the trigger. Come pandemic ever era, excuse me. Uh, two friends from Toys R Us, and then the other friend I've met through them, my guys, we spoke about doing a podcast for wrestling, and within two weeks of us having that discussion, we put out our first episode. Uh, that was two and a half years ago. And 
that's kind of where it translated. My mom and many people have always told me that I have the gift of gab. And I knew that. I, I, I used to sell comedy tickets on 42nd Street. I could stop anybody, but I couldn't sell them. And a part of, part of the reason why that was was because I spoke. The way I spoke and the way my demeanor was, we were friends immediately. And it's easier to say no to your friends. You know, that's sales for you. But l- learning how to use my voice and 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 seeing how my words can get me places and deter me and things like that really, really showed me how my gift works. And that's really what, what did it for me. That, that, that's what, that's what did it. It's, it's that my knowledge of wrestling, cause I've watched it for so long. I never stopped when everybody else stopped. Uh, we could do an anime one, a video game one, a comic book one. Like if it was a fatherhood one, you know, and we're still new to being fathers when in, in the grand scheme of things. And it, it, something, like I said, it was just something about using my voice that always was at the forefront. So that 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 became my love for podcasting, to which I still have, and now this. You know, I always find it interesting because it's so many people always think that you need just. Hey man, you need to go do this and go train here and do here. No, when you put with yourself, you get yourself around the right people yeah. that can teach you, and then on top of that, you get yourself in the right situations that earn you opportunity not only to make some money to put money in your pocket as a job and right. um, even an internship. You start to pick up things that you learn how to do, such as social media, yep, such as video editing, such as podcasting. You know, the, everyone has to start somewhere. Yeah, and. You you find yourself just understanding that as an adult. But I remember being so young and when I got my before I did my first broadcast, I was so nervous, I was scared. I remember I was like hyperventilating and my buddy Joey, um Joey, man, I owe I owe everything to Joe and I hope he's listening. Joe changed my life in so many different ways. Yeah. Um, was able to calm me down. Mm-hmm. Was able to tell me, "Hey, just be you. You know basketball. Yep. So don't act like you don't know basketball. You do. Mm-hmm. And this is pre-radio train Rodney. Right. Right. So it wasn't pretty. <laughs> it was. It was rough, and it was a lot to take in and watch Nassau Community College women's basketball team hey. go against BMCC. And like, I'm sitting here like just shaking, like." Uh, and I said, by halftime, what am I shaking for? Call the game as I see it as if I'm watching it right on my couch. Yep. And I remember it took me back to being a kid playing Madden, playing NBA Live, and me doing the commentary yep. myself. <laughs> so let's have fun with it. Let's take it back to those days. Yeah. And you were, take those, to no pun intended, baby steps to get you right where you need to be. And, man, so cool to hear you talk about that, how – you, you have the gift of gab. You always wanted to, to pursue and to get get into it. You just had a different path. Right. Now you're in it. Right. You know? So it's so cool to be have that training already. You've been through the ringer. You've been through that road. Your road was definitely much different than mine. Hey, it may have been even more difficult than mine. Yeah, it all depends. All depends, it all depends on, on the story. On, yeah, right. It all depends on what you're looking at. Right. right. So it, we come from we come from different walks of life. We bring a lot to the table. We bring training to the table. So you're not talking to some average Joes. This is not amateur hour here. This is we're two professionals. Yeah. We we don't been doing this for quite some time. And you have the knowledge now on kind of the basis of who we are. Yeah. Yeah. And I hope the, the, you guys the are surface. With that. The the surface of who we are. And there is there's so much more. I mean, like Rodney said, there's there's so much of a deep dive that we're going to do not only about some of the topics that we're going to cover, but about our own selves and our own lives. And we're going to look into ourselves probably like we'd never have before. And as scary as that is at the same time, it's so exciting. It, oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it really is going to be, I completely see this to be an eye opener for a lot of people, including us, man, the love and support, that we got 
from telling people yeah. that we wanted to take the step to really talk about what's real in 2023. Yeah. Stop running from something like this. Stop running from talking about mental health. It's time. Yeah. The time is now, folks. What are we what are we sitting here waiting around not talking about this pity patting around the, the topic? Right. We have lost too many. Too young. We have we have people dealing with things too young. We yeah. got people still dealing with things their entire life and they're in their eighties. And they still don't know why. Never confronting it. And I'm I'm not a fan of that narrative of, oh, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Listen, you can learn something new every single day. Yep. I know I know people when I I used to work at the gym. I used to see the same group of people, older, senior citizens come in there and work out. Some stayed the same size, some cut down weight, some gained muscle, some learned new exercises, taught yeah. me some things. So that goes to show you you're never too old. Absolutely. All right, you're never too old to pursue something new. If you have the drive to do something and the passion behind it, go get it. Yeah. This is one thing that we we weren't taught in our, in our, in our lives is that you can – everyone always told us we can be whatever we want to be, but they, did they truly mean that? Right. right. I've always that, – that, that statement has always baffled me at times. Like, you can be whatever you want to be. You can grow up to be a doctor. You can be a lawyer. You can be – you know that the stuff that comes in between that. Right. Don't sell me a pipe dream. Tell me the truth. So you're never too old to learn these things now that you have the, the wisdom behind you and you want to go out there. I'm not telling an 80-year-old to go out there and pursue to be a doctor, but if you choose to do that, so be it. Absolutely. You want to you learn what, how, what it's like in the life of being a fireman? I'm not saying that 80-year-old people should run into fires, but if that's what you choose to do, go do it. Yeah. The choice is yours. The, the world, the, it's, it's your oyster. It, you can do what you want with it. Right. But just do it right. Follow the instructions that's given to you. Study. Read. Listen. Be open-minded. Yeah. And I guarantee you that you will pursue and make so many great things happen. Let it be at the end of your life. Let it be at the mid, uh, mid area of your life. Let it be at the beginning of your life. There is there's something that I shared on my social media quite a few times since I've seen it. And it's been a long time since I've seen it. But you got to remember, some people don't some people haven't reached the point where they want to reach until much further in life. And that's OK. That's fine. You know, uh, uh, Morgan Freeman didn't have his first leading role, I believe, until 60s, until he was in his 60s. Mm-hmm. Oprah. Oprah had her first show at what? late 30s maybe early 40s like there is there it's okay it's really okay you know and and that's something i've had to come to terms with that i might not have everything that i want right now but that's all right because i'm gonna get it because there's gonna be a point where i will have it and that's just that's so important to to understand that that it it really it as much it's okay it's okay to not be okay and that's and that's really and that's one of the the reoccurring themes that we're going to cover is that it's okay to not be okay it's it's okay to say that you're not okay and and like i said that's going to be something we're going to be talking about a lot in the future because it, it happens to all of us multiple times in our lives so just just remember that if 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 y'all listen to this for the first time it's okay to be it's okay to not be okay. That's what we're here for. We're here to listen. We're here to talk. Let's talk. Absolutely. And to give you guys some perspective, my favorite comedian of all time, Rodney Dangerfield. Yes, sir. Caddyshack was a movie that really blew <laughs> Rodney Dangerfield up to to the moon. Yeah. Star-studded cast. His first major, major role mm-hmm. on a com- comedic level, 1980. Wow. wow. Rodney Dangerfield was in, well into his, well into his, past his middle ages by then. Yeah. To his 50s, probably pushing 60, around that area. He's done many stand-up gigs. He's, it took him until the 1980s to get his big break. Yeah. Next came Back to School, and of course, Easy Money, and all those great movies that he played in 
but Caddyshack will forever be known as the movie that yep. made Rodney Dangerfield. For sure. He stole the show, but you knew what took him to steal that show? A lot of no's, a lot of, oh, you can't do this, you're too old to do this, your time has passed, yeah. you're not good enough. He didn't listen to anyone. He took his opportunities, and he did what he needed to do. Yep. He didn't, he didn't slow down. He didn't stop. He was self-motivated. He knew where his goal was. He knew where he wanted to be. And he knew he was funny enough. He knew he was just as good as a Chevy Chase. Yep. He knew he was just as good as a Bill Murray, if not better than these guys. So he wasn't going to let it stop him. Yeah, for sure. That, that's one of my inspirational stories. I always tell myself, like, if that man can do it at the age that he was and never give up on himself, what stops me from getting up every day? Yeah, absolutely. To do what I need to do. I mean, look, we both we both are heavy into wrestling. So so let me let me let me put put it in perspective for some of our wrestling fans that are listening. Two people, Diamond Dallas Page and Batista. Mm. Both men were, I believe, either close or in their mid 40s when they won their world heavyweight championships, respectively. That in itself the the you you can't do it you're too old you're 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 this you're that they proved them wrong and became two of the biggest stars in their respective companies wrestling, if not in the wrestling business in wrestling history um, it, that's god you you you're hitting all the right marks there but you know it, it no one's going to tell me I can't do this anymore Exactly. You know, <laughs> and, that, and that, I do get all circles back to loving yourself. Yeah, and that not loving yourself comes with believing in yourself, and believing that every day is going to be better. Every day is a new day. You wake up every day, boom, brand new day. What happened yesterday already happened. You can't yep, change, can't change it. it. Mm-hmm. You can't go backwards. You wake up every day with a brand new slate. Yeah, you go into whatever job you have, whatever. If you're an entrepreneur, shout out to all the entrepreneurs in the world. My, myself, I am an entrepreneur. Yes, sir. You go out there and you do what you need to do. You go out there, you hustle, you bust your hump, and at the end of the day, if you say today was a hell of a day, you might have a frown on your face, you might have a smile on your face. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Yeah, because what's done is done. You wake up the next day, a brand new day. Yes, sir. That's how. That's really what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. And that's what, one of the biggest things that we want to <laughs> give people is not. We're not here to just sell you hope. No, we're mm-hmm. here to give you the understanding that it just doesn't stop. Right. Just because you don't feel like it. Yeah. And I know some days are harder than others. Some situations are tougher than others. Everybody's in a different place. But I'm here to tell you that this is the place that you can talk to us. You can, yes, you can reach out. You can get you can get involved. Yeah. And we're sure. gonna provide you with people that's gonna help you, that's gonna point you in the right direction if you're lost. If you're a person that just doesn't know what to do. You're eighteen years old, fresh out of high school, you don't know what to do with your life. Hey, maybe I wanna be a motivational speaker. Okay. Maybe, maybe I wanna work in the music business. Yep. Maybe I wanna be an actor. Maybe I wanna be a psychologist. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe I wanna be a nutritionist. We'll let you know. We'll bring them all on. Yeah. Teacher. Teachers. Doctors. Like, there, there are so many professions that I think people sleep on so much. Oh, yeah. And I can't wait. Oh, I can't wait to talk about these. But there's a lot of things that, once again, everything, every, but as much as we are bringing out the positivity, I want, I, want someone, I want you all to realize this. My sister tells me this all the time. Excuse me. Every action has a reaction even inaction has a reaction and i'm living proof of both and i want you to understand that the decisions that we make can go either way we don't know until it happens if it's bad then let's deal with it it's okay to feel sorrow it's okay to feel pain it's okay to be upset don't let it run your life because that's when things go downhill. That's when your mental health takes a turn for the worse. That's when we have to really either look in ourselves, go to our friends, go to our family, go to a stranger sometimes and just spark up a conversation. Because you never know who goes through or who's gone through the same things that you have been through. Us as parents is, is 
How many? I mean, how many times already have you gone to your parents and gone and, and said, "Damn, you were right," or "Damn, I'm sorry," or "I was like this." Like, I did it you know? this past weekend. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, did it, I looked at my mom. I was like, "Man, was I really that bad?" <laughs> and she goes, nah. <laughs> "That was her response." So, and you're right. You're absolutely right. But one other thing I want to add. It's okay to make mistakes. Yes. It's the beauty about making mistakes is so great. I can't tell you how many mistakes I've made in my life. <laughs> mistakes I'm still making to Ooh, man. today. Because sometimes it takes people longer yep. longer to learn or you gotta learn the hard way. Remember that term? Yep. You gotta learn the hard way. Absolutely. I was a product of learning the hard way my entire life because Roddy thought he knew everything. Roddy thought Same. he knew the world. I knew better than everybody else until I got dropped flat on my face mm-hmm. and I had to scrape myself up because nobody was there for me. Yeah. People said they were there for you, but eventually you turn around and no one's standing behind you. I know what that feels like. So take it from me, take it to the guests we bring on, take it from the guests we bring on. It's okay to make mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. You, definitely. Sh- you should not be defined by the mistakes you make. And listen, some mis- I believe in second chances. I do believe people do make catastrophic mistakes in their life. But I'm more of a person that I'm not looking at the mistake that was made. I'm looking at the psychology of the mistake. Yeah. Why did that happen? Where did this stem from? Because people just don't. Some people say, oh, people just, well, he just woke up and just did that. Yep. Or she just did, got up and just decided that that was okay. No, that stemmed from somewhere. Where did it come from? And people just don't do things just out of clear blue sky. Everything happens for a reason. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Cause and effect. It can be trauma. We're going to talk trauma. In this about, Ooh, we're going to talk about lot. trauma. Because people, there's trauma that you don't even know is trauma that happened to you that you still deal with today that you thought, oh, man, that was nothing. No, that's trauma. You just never cleared it up. That's why you continue to make the same mistakes you make. So I'm I'm turned around and I've said, look, the biggest thing for us to do is to make it taking it make an emphasis on some of the things we're gonna talk about in this first in this first episode. Yeah. Trauma, mistakes, mm-hmm. heartbreak, pain. Mm-hmm. Even success. Success. Success moving family. forward, family. Oh god. Friends. Relationships. Relationship, marriage. Parenting. Parenting. Oh, that one's who that's going to be insane. <laughs> oh, man, that's going to be a great one. That's going to be nuts. Your psyche. Yeah. Meditation. Oh, man. Self-love. Self-care. Fitness. Fitness. We, God knows I need it. Um, <laughs> you ain't the only one, brother. <laughs> like, But, you know, the those are some of the things that we want to emphasize on and give you guys the opportunity to hear our voices. Because we come from the young crowd. We come from that, that millennials that everyone loves to rag on. All Everyone wants to get on Are us. we millennials? Yeah, oh, we, you are? Yeah. I, I don't know if I am. No, because. That you, five-year difference makes yeah, a difference? You you fall into. <laughs> I'm like, like Gen. I, I'm, well, doesn't does a millennial start like 1980, I want to say 88? I thought it was nine. Okay, so I'm on a cusp. I know I'm, okay. I know I'm a millennial. I'm on a cusp. 92, all right. <laughs> 92's millennial range. I know it is already. And to, to all my millennials out there, the time is now, folks. Yeah. It's now to change the narrative mm-hmm. that we're not soft. We, we, we can take things, okay? But this is why we created this platform, not only just for the millennials, but to give you guys a place where you can spread your feelings, talk about things, and even all older folk from from the baby boomer era, we want to talk to you, man. Yeah, definitely. We want to talk to you because you guys are the ones who raised us. Yes. Um, that's some things that people tend to do. We're going to talk about too. Generational blame. Yeah. Oh man. We're going to bring that up uh, because that's a big topic in my household. Yeah. Listen. So I can tell you right now, it's probably some of you guys blame stuff all the. Well, it's your generation yeah. that did this, and it's your generation because. Well, you're the one who raised me. Well, what about your generation? Yeah, wait, let's so, let's save it. Let's so, save so, it. So, you go you pocket know, that. You're gonna put it away for now. But I, I tell you, Kyle, I'm excited. Yeah, me too, brother. I'm, I'm, I think that the people deserve something like this, and what we're what we're about to do, 
<laughs> like I said, it's gonna ruffle feathers. It's gonna it's gonna it's gonna tighten up some chests. Mm-hmm. People are gonna feel a little bit of anxiety, but it's okay to breathe. Take that three seconds, breathe. Step away from the phone. Step away from wherever you're listening from, and take that second to breathe. Take it in. Come back, because we got more. We got so more. much more. more. Things are gonna get uncomfortable, and that's okay because they'll probably get uncomfortable for us. Oh but yeah. I'll, I make this promise right now. I will never storm out of the studio. Oh, same. Um, I've seen people do it. I've seen it happen. <laughs> so have I. I've seen it happen where people just get upset and, man, I disagree with you. I'm out of here. There's not going to be none of that. It's gonna If we're going to disagree, we're going to disagree like professionals, and yeah. we're going to take care of it. Say, hey, man, I disagree with that, but here's why. And that's okay. Yeah. Hey, man. I'm one. I want people to call in. I want people to write in. I want people, our guests, to t- tell me I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. I love being wrong. You want to know why? Because that's how I learn. Right. So tell me I'm wrong. Just might be a segment to say tell Roddy he's wrong. I don't know. <laughs> you know who knows? But I'd rather be wrong and learn than sit here and talk like I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And be just off the off the cuff. But I can only speak about my. Absolutely. I can't speak about anybody else. So, guys, I'm going to tell you right now, it's like I said, buckle up. It's going to be a fun ride. Yeah, it is. It's going to be a good time. For sure. Oh, man. So, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate you all tuning into our very, very, very first episode of A Different Angle. You can find me, Kyle George, on Instagram and Twitter at MrMarvel87. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw you a follow if I'm not following you. I hope I hope I'm following you. I don't um, know. <laughs> um, you can find me at on Twitter at Rod Rod Banks, and you can also find me on Instagram at Rod underscore Rod underscore Banks. And don't forget, you can find a different angle right now on Instagram at a different angle podcast. Drop us a line, slide us a DM, let us know what's going on. We're gonna get you get you guys the email information as well. Yep, I'm just working, tightening some things up. And next episode, we'll have that all for you. Or paid. To keep your eyes on our social media, we'll post it up and let you guys know what's happening. For sure. Don't, don't be afraid to follow PRN.live. Stay tuned into the website. Listen to all the great programming we have here on the site. Um, and also, follow their Twitter page. Yeah, it's uh, at live underscore PRN. Follow the page. We uh, post the schedule for the shows every day. And definitely stay in contact. Comment repost retweet we appreciate it everybody here from from all the hosts here at prn to you guys thank you for tuning in and supporting we will always be appreciative of for it absolutely hey guys if you're looking for a different angle we're the guys to give it to you we'll see you next time